Welcome back to After the Buzz of Sports Talk, and I'm your host, Aiden Mayer. So today we're going to be talking all about NFL free agency. This is a ton on the plate uh, on Slate today. Um, ton on the plate. So there's a lot to get to. So I want to get it to quick and keep everything short and sweet because I could honestly make this like three episodes, but I'm going to try to squeeze it into one. We're probably going to go a little past 30 minutes here. But today we won't be joined by Colin he said he was gonna take uh, uh, he's gonna take the day off. He was a uh, a little busy, I guess, so he's not gonna be joining us today. So it's just gonna be me. We're riding solo today. So uh, yeah, that's all right. So uh, let's get to it. Um, the first one, the first free agency signing I want to start out with is Trey Flowers, twenty five year old defensive end on the Patriots, signed with the Lions for a reported five years, ninety million dollars. So keep in mind, none of these are official. So this is just the NFL tampering period, which is around three days long. And it's basically turned into NFL free agency, but nothing is official yet. Um, the only real things that affected is Anthony Barr, which we'll get to because he was going to sign with the Jets and he went back to the Vikings. But there are still a lot of players out there. I just want to put that out. Not only Le'Veon Bell, it's a lot of big names still out there. But first, Trey Flowers, I felt like this was one that hurts the Patriots a little. I thought he's the perfect Patriot. This guy just never, never said anything. Like, I... Like, never heard him say anything. He's the perfect Patriots. He came in, done his job. And some of you will look at his stats and say he didn't get a lot of sacks, but that wasn't his job. In New England, all Bill Belichick cares about is quarterback pressures, and that's what Trey Flowers did. Their job isn't to get sacks. As long as they put pressure, that's good. So they're not looking for sacks. Now, for the Lions, now that they're losing Ezekiel Ansah, this is their answer. <laughs> um... I think Trey Flowers is a great young player and a great addition to Detroit. They've been buyers, it seems like, a little bit um, with Danny Amendola as well. And they've made a few moves trying to, I think, maximize Matt Stafford's window. But Matt Patricia has been horrible over there. I think he'll he'll get fired. I just don't think he's done a great good job at all. Um But yeah, that's what I thought on Trey Flowers was he's I'd say well paid, 90 mil. That's about what I expected for him. Maybe slightly higher than expected, but overall, he's a really good player. And if the scheme in Detroit's go get sacks, he's going to go get sacks. It was just in New England, he, the scheme was just put on pressure, and he did his job. So I feel like for the Patriots, this was one where they had to pay him. This was one that they that they should have done. And when they trade for Michael Bennett, I was just like, oh, it does not look like we're getting um, Trey Flowers back. But at least they put the franchise tag on him or something. That's that's what I thought. Um, but, yeah, I just want to get through these quickly. So, overall, I think he lost to the Patriots. Good pickup for the Lions. Um, but, overall, uh, we're going to move on to Landon Collins. Uh, the 25-year-old strong safety goes to the Redskins for six years, 84 mil. Now, Landon Collins almost, almost completes the Redskins' um, defense here. The Redskins have a very underrated defense, I think, and their problems are mostly offensively. And 
Overall, I think he's getting slightly overpaid here. I'm not going to lie. Landon Collins isn't very good in coverage. That's the thing. Like, I think he's a little overrated just for the fact that he's not that great in coverage. But he gives the Redskins a good leader, and he's really almost completes the Lions' defense in a whole, really. So this is a good signing for the Redskins, although I do think they slightly overpaid him a little. Uh, six years, 84 mil, I think they slightly overpaid. But for the Giants, I'm telling you, I don't know why they didn't franchise him and try to trade him or trade him at the deadline why you got nothing out of a great player and I think Giants fans have a reason to be upset even after the Kevin Ziegler trade which quickly I guess we'll talk about that um Olivier Vernon for uh Kevin Zeitler I think for the Giants this is a great trade you get Olivier Vernon's uh, contract off the books and you add an offensive lineman which you desperately needed great trade for the Lions uh, for the Giants and for the Browns, this is a solid trade. I think you add another pass rusher, which is good, um, but you take on a little more money, and overall, this is going to hurt them maybe down the long run. Uh, definitely overpaid his Vernon, but he's still a solid player, just injuries and everything. All right, Trent Brown, 25 year old outside tackle, was literally traded from the 49ers. The Patriots moved down. 40 spots in the mid-round. In, like, the third round, they moved down to the fourth round with the 49ers. They traded, like, the 95th pick for, like, the 132nd, 6th pick or something for Trent Brown. He was literally nothing in San Francisco. He was just some backup for the San Francisco 49ers. And last year, he had a great year. But this is a horrible deal for the Raiders. The Raiders signed him for four years, $66 million. Highest paid offensive lineman ever. Between the fact that Trent Brown wasn't even that good. Like, this guy was some scrub off the streets. And he got the chance just because rookie Isaiah Wynn went down with an injury. He's supposed to be the backup in New England. Got the starting role. And Dante Skarnecchia is the offensive line coach in New England. Along with Bill Belichick, almost everyone succeeds there. Um, you can say, yeah, back in 2015, like when they lost to Denver in the AFC Championship, Dante Skarnecki wasn't the offensive line coach. Ever since that season, their offensive line has been so good, and they've been consistently good. He's like the offensive line whisperer. Um, I don't know why I went whisper, But anyway, um, this is just a bad signing for the Raiders. Uh, he's basically, this is Nate Solder 2.0 last season. Nate Solder seemed like a must-re-sign for the Patriots, and they didn't, and he went on to New York with the Giants and didn't do very well. That being said, if they weren't going to franchise Trey Flowers, I thought they might have had to re-franchise um, Trent Brown and just get one more year out of him because now they're left at their starting tackle is Isaiah Wynn. Wynn is this big, fat dude that they picked in the first round out of Georgia, and he's coming off a blown knee. Now, I know, you know, Dante Skarnecki seems to make any offensive lineman look like a top five in the league, but he's coming off an injury. He's a rookie, and the thing is, this is a 6'2 tackle. This guy is this, the size of a guard, and it really scares me because tackles are these massive 6'4 guys. He's this chunky 6'2". So he has the body of a guard, and he's playing tackle. That, along with the fact that he's basically a rookie coming off of a blown knee, I'm scared, and I think they desperately are going to need to fill someone in for Isaiah Wynn. And I'm just not a huge fan of him just because he's so undersized for the tackle position. I think he should be changed to a guard. All right, now on to 26-year-old C.J. Mosley. The linebacker used to play for Baltimore Ravens. He's going to the New York Jets for a reported five-year, $85 million deal. So slightly less than Trey Flowers. 
the Jets have been buyers, and they still are. They're aiming for Le'Veon Bell, and they seem to be the front runners. They're giving the Jets are giving Le'Veon Bell a timeline on whether he's going to sign with them or not. So the Jets obviously have a deal in place, and it sounds like they are going to get him. But who knows? C.J. Mosley is a great player, but he's 26, and I think he's getting slightly overpaid here. Not bad at all, but just just slightly. Uh, I think Landon Collins is getting a little more overpaid than C.J. Mosley, but Mosley's getting a little overpaid here. But he's still a great player, and I think it's a good addition for the Jets. I think the Jets want to build around Darnold and start just winning in the, within the next few years. Um, it seems like they really want to be buyers and complete this rebuild as quick as possible. That's how I really feel. Plus, they have a top pick in the draft where they're probably going to add another defensive weapon. Because let's be honest, in the top 10, there's probably only going to be one or two offensive players getting picked, and that's quarterbacks. And they already have their quarterback, or they hope they do, in Sam Darnold. Darnold was injury-prone last year and threw two few too many picks, but I say if they give him a little more protection and maybe a few more weapons, keep adding to the defense. The Jets are starting to get on the right track, but their money, they could be in cap jail because they've been paying a lot of these guys. All right, so Le'Veon Bell hasn't been signed yet. Hopefully we can talk about that in a future episode because he will. I waited a little bit to see if he would get signed because I'm doing this podcast a little later than I usually do just to see if any more moves. Nothing happened, of course. Um, probably something's going to happen as soon as I'm done with this. Watch. Um, Matt Paredes, the 29-year-old center uh, who used to play for Denver, reported three-year, $27 million deal to Carolina. This is a good move for the Panthers. No one really paid attention to this deal, but – Good move for the Panthers because they have to protect Cam Newton. These injuries are starting to really cost them, and it's actually scaring me. Like, I think Cam Newton's starting to be on the decline a little. He's obviously not in his prime anymore, but they need to protect him and make sure he stays healthy because he did not last year, and the offensive line was a problem. So now on to Anthony Barr, the 26-year-old linebacker. So five years, $67.5 million. So he used to play for the Vikings. And he was going off to New York, who have been the, – the Jets have been huge buyers, especially they want to fill out their defense along with Jamal Adams. And they almost got Anthony Barr as well to the equation. And he was on his way to New York. He was going to sign with New York. But overnight, Minnesota sweetened their deal to bring back Anthony Barr. This is a great move by the Minnesota Vikings. I feel like they pay him the right amount of money. I think he's a little underrated. And – they don't want to lose their whole defense. They're shopping their two top two quarter cornerbacks right now, and they don't want to tear apart their whole defense because this team is still in contention. They just missed the playoffs last year. I still think they're in contention for the playoffs and possibly even a Super Bowl, but I think their Super Bowl odds are on the decline. I'm just not a huge Kirk Cousins guy, especially when it comes to playoff time. He's just too soft, but they need to keep this core together and keep adding to it. But it feels like they're slowly crumbling of the Minnesota Vikings. So this is a good move to try to keep things alive. All right, 26-year-old free safety Tyron Matthew is out of Houston going to the Kansas City Chiefs for a three-year, $42 million deal. Now, this is a great move. The Chiefs have been, you know, their defense was horrible last year. High-powered offense, but their defense really um, – Their defense really struggled last year. They had a few good pass rushers, but guys like Justin Houston are being cut. Uh, I think pretty sure the front that they franchise is D Ford. So their secondary is horrible because they didn't have 
Marcus Peters wasn't on the team anymore. And Eric Berry's a shell of himself and barely even played last year. So Tyron Matthew is a great signing. I feel like three years, $42 million is a good contract. And it's a step in the right direction because the Chiefs are going to be contenders. Now, I think my questions are, how does the rest of the defense hold up? And can Andy Reid really coach a Super Bowl winning team? I feel like... Good regular season coach, he just loses it in the playoffs. And I just feel bad for Chiefs fans because they always come really close. Um, 26-year-old outside tackle Jawan James off to Denver. Since Denver lost Matt Paredes, uh, I'm sure they're trying to add back to the line by getting an offensive tackle. Four years, $51 million. I think this is he's, they're overpaying Jawan James a little bit, but he's still solid. Not a horrible signing, but we're just going to go over this now. All right, so we the Packers are going to be coming up here. I'm just going to get through their three Packers deal. They signed 26-year-old linebacker Preston Smith to a four-year, $52 million deal from the Redskins. I think this is a um, solid signing. I think uh, the Redskins obviously had Landon Collins, so they're kind of gaining and losing pieces defensively there. Uh, so... Yeah, they're kind of all over the place. Preston Smith, the Packers are obviously desperately trying to maximize Aaron Rodgers' window and add to their lackluster defense, and Preston Smith is definitely a help. Uh, I think it's now or never with the Green Bay Packers. They need to maximize this window, and I think they have one more year or two, and they were very disappointing last season. But with a better coach, a better defense, and a more healthier Aaron Rodgers, who knows? The Packers could be uh, rising from out of the playoffs into the playoffs, but we'll see. Uh, another one's they signed another 26-year-old linebacker this time from Baltimore. He's expected to sign as Zadarius Smith. Uh, he's expected, so nothing's been reported, but he's expected to sign no details on the contract, so we'll just, you know, won't talk about that one much because there's not many details on that. Adrian Amos is the big one. 25-year-old strong safety, a four-year, $37 million deal. Now, I think the Bears have a great defense, but they're going to need to aim for a safety. I think their biggest needs going into the draft are, let me see, they're going to need receiver slash tight end and offensive line. They're going to need safety. And we could say running back. I think Tariq Cohen's a good running back. We need someone else to pair with him. Jordan Howard had a very disappointing season. But I think if you're a team, Jordan Howard has value because we've seen what he can do before, and he's still at such a young age. Now to the big one, the Nick Foles signing. 30-year-old Nick Foles, a four-year, $88 million deal to the Jacksonville Jaguars. And this is a horrible signing for the Jacksonville Jaguars. What are they doing? Okay. Um, I would be okay with like a one or a two year deal here, but four years for eighty-eight million is absurd. I am sorry for the Jacksonville Jaguars. They're already in a little bit of cap jail with so many defensive pieces they had to let so many go, and they're spending all their money on Nick Foles. I'm sorry, Nick Foles reminds me of Case Keenum 2.0. All written all over him. Nick Foles did great, and I'm not salty because I'm a Patriots fan and he destroyed us in the Super Bowl. That's not the reason. He just has Case Keenum written all over him. He was cut by the Chiefs. He's a backup. And then he goes to Philadelphia and has success. Um, it kind of just screams system quarterback to me. And if he goes to Jacksonville, I feel like with way less help, way worse offensive line, lackluster weapons, worse coaching. I think Nick Foles is experienced enough, but 
the Jaguars still need to aim for Dwayne Haskins. Right now, I think it looks like the Giants are going to get him, but I think the Jaguars need to try to aim for Dwayne Haskins. Because Nick Foles can come in, and if Haskins isn't ready or he's struggling or whoever they pick, they need to pick some sort of quarterback. Now, just do it. Just pull the trigger on someone uh, if you're the Jacksonville Jaguars. I can say that about a lot of teams, but they're one of the many teams. Pull the trigger on some quarterback. I don't say Kyler Murray. He's not really a great fit with them. Maybe like a Drew Locke or a uh, Dwayne Haskins if you can get your hands on him. If the Giants, you can get some way, uh, get him over the Giants, but... Um, Nick Foles is there to help you try to win now because you can win now, but he could also mentor your next quarterback, which would be helpful. But he's not worth $88 million over four years. He's 30 years old as well, just screams Case Keenum, system quarterback. I don't like that deal at all for the Jaguars. And there's potential. I'm not doubting Nick Foles has a bad year, but I just don't think he'll have a very good year. He just screams Case Keenum, I said it. Uh, Roger Saffold was on the move, 30-year-old guard from te- – uh, the Rams to Tennessee for four years, 44 mil. I think the Titans have quietly been buyers this uh, offseason, also with the Chris Humphreys thing, and they haven't really lost anyone either. So watch out for the Titans because they were very close to getting in the playoffs last year. And although they are like the definition of mediocre, I think. Uh, I think when I think mediocre, I think Andy Dalton. But the, as a team, they just kind of scream mediocre. But they could be a little better this season. I think they're coaching solid. Uh, and overall, they have a well-rounded team, pretty balanced team. Uh, I'd say their defense is slightly better than their offense, but, I mean, you never know. Um, a few other guys that haven't been signed yet. Ndamukong Kinsu, I already said Le'Veon Bell isn't signed anywhere. Daryl Williams hasn't. Ronald Darby, Golden Tate, they all aren't anywhere. Tevin Coleman hasn't signed anywhere. Marcus Golden, Pierre Desir. Haha, ha, Clinton Dix, Rodney Gunter, Mark Ingram, KJ Wright, Henry Anderson, Darkies Denard, Jimmy Ward, Shaquille Barrett, Brett Urban, Denzel Perriman, Jason McCourty, Muhammad Wilkerson, Jordan Hicks, and Adrian Phillips. Some of the top free agents that haven't even been signed yet. So everybody thinks everyone's already set in stone. But no, it's not the case at all. So you keep your eye out. There's still some moves um, that could be made. All right. So 28-year-old free safety LaMarcus Joyner from the Rams is going to the Oakland Raiders. Four years, 42 mil. The Raiders have been not quiet buyers this season. Not like the Titans, but they have definitely been buyers. Uh, their reports are still interested in Le'Veon Bell, but they're probably not going to get him money. And it sounds like he's probably going to the Jets, but who knows? I doubt he goes to the Raiders, though. But they got Antonio Brown. They got Trent Brown. Trent Brown. Now they have LaMarcus Joyner. So they've been making moves. They watch the Raiders, but I still still not a huge fan of that team. Um, but it depends on what they do uh, in the draft, and maybe they can get a few underrated free agents on cheap deals. That's what I'm looking to see what else the Raiders do, because they still have a ton of holes to fill, especially on defense. All right, 26-year-old center Mitch Morse out of Kansas City from the Chiefs going to the Bills on a reported four-year, $44.5 million deal. Uh, he was good in Kansas City, but I still think he's uh, just a wee bit overpaid, um, just like a few million dollars, so nothing big. Solid move for the Bills, although I think the Bills have not had a good free agency. They're overpaying a lot of guys, but I think this is a solid signing. Uh, keep building around Josh Allen, give him a little protection. 28-year-old defensive tackle. The Minnesota Vikings, Sheldon Richardson, going to the Cleveland Browns. Uh, this is one that's been overlooked as well. Three-year, $39 million deal. The Vikings, I tell you, keep crumbling, 
As the Browns keep getting a little stronger, Dante Fowler, the 24-year-old linebacker, has agreed to a one-year $14 million deal. Remember, they made a move with the Jacksonville Jaguars to get Dante Fowler, thinking he might just be a rental. And he made some big plays, like in the NFC Championship, and helped them get to the Super Bowl. And they're bringing him back on a one-year deal, or 14 mil. Not a bad deal for the Rams, as they keep saying contention. Also signed Eric Weddle, or expected to be something like that. Um, Teddy Bridgewater resigns with the Saints. He's just expected to resign. No deal. People have said, is that a hint that Drew Brees is um, is leaving? No. I, I just think it's just a backup plan in case. Um, John Brown went from the Ravens to the Bills on a three-year $27 million deal. Again, this is a deal I'm not a huge fan of for the Buffalo Bills. Jem, them and the Jets are trying to rush the rebuild. So much here. They're trying to rush the rebuild and say, we don't have to wait five years. We can do it in one free agency. This is how you get yourself in cap jail. You overpay players that aren't worth that money, think your contenders miss the playoffs, and then you're in cap jail. And you're like, oh, God. And then you have to wait it out for, like, five years, and it's horrible. Um, strong safety Kareem Jackson uh, from the Texans to the Broncos on a three-year, $33 million deal. Um, solid move for the Broncos. I still i am telling you, I don't know why, but – if Joe Flacco can come in and um, actually do good and they can get him a few weapons, like all of a sudden the Broncos' offense is a little surprising, They keep at, their defense is still pretty good. So I'm just saying, you know, I doubt it, but not a huge fan of the deal, honestly. But, you know, just watch out. Uh, 25-year-old wide receiver Adam Humphreys from Tampa Bay going to Tennessee for a reported four-year, $36 million deal. So if you didn't know, Tennessee Titans and the New England Patriots were bidding on Adam Humphreys all day. Adam Humphreys is kind of like that scrappy slot receiver that Patriots would really like. But, you know, Tennessee just signs all the Patriots players or has just has the same interests in Patriots. Um, so I just find that interesting. I see like all the Titans, like Dion Lewis, Malcolm Butler. You know what I'm, you know what I'm saying, yeah. They just seem like the Patriots 2.0, like a mini me of the Patriots, and they have the same interest in the wide receiver Adam Humphreys. And also, the next one on the list, Jamison Crowder, went from the Redskins to the Jets on a reported three-year, $28.5 million deal. Again, the Jets and the Bills are rushing the rebuild so much, and this isn't this isn't a case because Jamison Crowder is only 25. They're signing so many guys. Like, be patient. You don't need to do it all at once. I hate teams that do that. When you try to do it all at once in free agency, it usually blows up in your face. You can make a big move and, you know, another few moves, but these teams just rush it. And I'm not saying Crowder's overpaid or anything or not worth this money because he is 25. This is a good signing. But some of these other ones, like I'm telling you, they rush it, I'm telling you. Hate teams that do that. They try to rush the rebuild and get it all done in free agency. It doesn't work that way. It just doesn't work that way. I'm sorry. Um, Justin Cole. Okay, this one. This one is why Matt Patricia is going to get fired. 25-year-old Justin Coleman, who was traded to the Seahawks for like a seventh-round pick, and Caseus Marsh. He was, he's a seventh-round pick value. Got signed to the Lions for a four-year, $36 million deal. This one deals horrible. Horrible, I'm sorry. This deal is worth worthy of getting you fired if you're Matt Patricia. This is why he should get you fired. This guy isn't even that good. He hasn't even been that good. And they just signed him to a four-year, $36 million deal. This deal can get, like, this is why Matt Patricia 
is just failing as a coach. This is just another example. This deal is horrible. Why would you do that? What? Why? Listen, I don't understand, but whatever. You might have mixed emotions on it, but that's just how I feel. All right, wide receiver Cole Beasley is the last one I believe I think we're going to do. 29-year-old wide receiver Cole Beasley going to the Bills for a, I believe it was like a three-year, $29 million deal. The Bills keep rushing the rebuild. Stop. Stop doing that. Why? Why? This is why the NFL is so stupid. I feel like half the teams, over half the teams, make these dumb moves. The coaches make a dumb play in the clutch. You know, they need a big play and they call stupid, stupid play call. Or they make these stupid signings, these stupid trades. The NFL, I'm telling you, these teams are... The Patriots, as a Patriots fan, I'm so grateful because we make the other teams look so stupid. That's what I think, but it's really, they just make themselves look stupid. Like, these signings are just absurd. What, like, they they just don't get it, I feel like. And listen, I would not make a great NFL GM. Like, on Madden, I spend a little too much money and don't really notice it. I'd be more of an NBA GM. Like, I'm pretty good at NBA GM. NFL is complicated. I'm not going to lie. Like, this whole salary cap, like, everything's complicated because there's a ton of positions to fill. And let me tell you, I'll admit it's complicated. It's not the easiest. I'm more way rather be an NBA GM. But there's no excuse for the fact some of these deals and some of the things, some of the mindsets these GMs have. I'm sorry. I I really am. Um, so we actually have a little bit of time. I you know, rushed it as much as possible. So we do have a few extra minutes. So I'm going to get to the um, last night's Celtics versus Clippers game. So, yeah, let's get to that. Well, everyone was just like, oh, my God, after Celtics won last three-game winning streak, get the Celtics back together. And I said, give them time. This team has been wildly inconsistent all year, and I'm a Celtics fan, I'm not gonna lie. It's been an up and down roller coaster. And last night wasn't a great uh, game. We lost by 25 to Clippers, but in defense, the Clippers couldn't miss last night. And to be fair, the Clippers not only, as I said, couldn't miss last night, but they were hot going into that game. Uh, they they've been playing some good basketball. I'm sorry, they have a, a very well-rounded team that's overachieving. That says a lot about Doc Rivers, too. Uh, congrats to Lou Williams for becoming most points off the bench uh, in NBA history. Is he the best bench player? Uh, you can send your thoughts in uh, using the Anchor mobile app. Again, I'm going to advertise it every time. I'm going to annoy you guys about that until you guys start doing it. Please. Because I know you guys might have some thoughts. There's something you want me to do. Just please send it in on the Anchor mobile app. I'm begging you. But they really just couldn't miss last night. For the Celtics, though, no one really played that good. Your highest scorer was Terry Rozier, who played a selfish selfish 26 minutes of basketball to get his 26 points, really. He's your leading scorer, and he really just played selfish to get those 26 minutes. I'm not even saying that was an amazing game from Terry Rozier. Gordon Hayward, though, 22 minutes. He scores... Uh, eight points, gets four assists and one rebound. So he only took seven shots last night. Shot four for seven. Gordon Hayward, there was this, there was this thing where if he scores 12 or more points, they're like 19 and three. It shows how important Gordon Hayward is and Kyrie. If Gordon Hayward has a good game and Kyrie Irving is on an upbeat mood, this team is arguably the best in the East. The team to beat in the East. If Kyrie shows up as a good leader in a good mood and you know is interacting with his teammates, 
um, takes the earbuds off on the plane and talks to his teammates. And when Gordon Hayward has a good game, this team is almost unstoppable. They have so much talent. They're so good. But this game, Gordon Hayward wasn't horrible, but he wasn't great. And I'm not saying Kyrie wasn't interacting with his team, but he didn't really have his greatest game either. And the Clippers were hot coming into the game, but so were you. This team tastes mildly, wildly inconsistent. Now I want to see how they come back on the home road trip because Kyrie said we need to get out of L.A. Well, we'll see if it's L.A. or it's just because your team's wildly inconsistent. You're 41-27, and and last night was a big game. I wanted to see if they can continue a three-game winning streak, which we struggled to do all year. Uh, we're fifth in the East now. We're a game and a half behind the Pacers. And the 76ers. So right now it's a battle for third. I'd love to get third place so much and get home court advantage. Um, and have the – I'd rather – much rather face the Raptors than the Bucks in the first round as a Celtics fan because we've been able to actually do pretty well against the Raptors. Not the last game, but, like, if we have a good game, we have a better chance at beating the Raptors and the Bucks, and that's not only because the Bucks have been the better team this year, it's just we play better against the Raptors than we do the Bucks. Uh, the Bucks scare me a little more than the Raptors if, as a Celtics fan. So, yeah, that's just a little take. I mean, this team's been inconsistent, and I want to see if we can get a consistent, like, five, six-game streak. I'm not expecting them to win every game down the stretch. Last night didn't even scare me a ton either because I felt like these guys were a little exhausted. As I said, the Clippers had a great game last night. I'm not ripping that. The Celtics didn't play great, but the Clippers had a pretty good game. And as Kyrie said, we need to get out of L.A. So we'll see if it was just they were tired and need a little uh, break. Their next game is going to be um, this upcoming Thursday against the Kings in Boston. Today is a Tuesday. So they're going to get a little break. Um, two-day break, so we'll see if Kyrie's correct. So uh, I'm interested to see if this team can just stay on a little consistent run here. And coming into the playoffs, it would be great to see some momentum. And all I want to see is coordinate with some consistency, some consistency in Kyrie's attitude and leadership and some consistency in Gordon Hayward's play. If that can happen, this team's going to be consistent. It all depends on Kyrie Irving and Gordon Hayward, I believe. Oh, yeah, and plus Jason Tatum missed the game last night. Forgot to add that. So I'm not saying last night I'm not panicking as a Celtics fan that we're still inconsistent, although I still think we are inconsistent. But I'm not panicking because last night the Clippers played good. You're missing Tatum, a lot of stuff. It just wasn't chalked up to be a great night overall. So, uh... Yeah, that's all I have for you guys today. So, a lot of NFL. I thought that would take like 30 minutes to do. It only took me like 25 minutes. So, we got to get in a little Celtics Clippers last night. So, um, you know, that's good. Um, so, I mean, there were some other games last night. Like the Thunder Jazz, that whole Russell Westbrook thing. But I'm not going to get into that. The Nets beat the Pistons by a lot. Anyway, so yeah, that's all I have for you guys today. Again, send anything you want to say or want me to do on the Anchor mobile app. So, yeah, there's no call in today, but I did it pretty well on my own today. So, uh, yeah, thank you guys for listening, and I'll see you next time.